This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. Well, sadly, we can't reschedule the convention itself, but we are going to be able to put on several virtual events. We're going to have um, dozens of hours of education programs, um, so you'll be able to get the full benefit of some of this uh, great technical business-focused education. You'll have the opportunity to earn continuing professional development credit if you're working on your recertification. We were supposed to have an annual meeting at the convention, so we're going to offer that virtually as well. That's Susan Keaton from WQA talking about plans for the upcoming virtual options following cancellation of the WQA convention and exposition in Orlando. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at WQA.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 160. If you're joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Welcome. If you've been listening for a while, hey, could you do us a favor? Leave a rating and a review. We'd appreciate it. Also, share a link with a colleague or friend and hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That is the magic of podcasting. In this episode, I'm joined by WQA Global Government Affairs Manager Kathleen Burbage. She provides highlights from a recent conference call led by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and Small Business Administration about the coronavirus and its impact on business. Later, we'll hear from WQA Marketing and Communications Coordinator Susan Keaton about the frequently asked questions that we address about the convention and how WQA is preparing alternate online or virtual options. But first, my conversation with Kathleen Burbage on WQA Radio. All right, Kathleen, let's start with a little bit of what's been happening this week in the news. We, uh, I know you had an opportunity to join a call that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce hosted. And it was also, uh, you were joined by the Small Business Administration. And some interesting information was passed along. And some of that, I'm sure, could be valuable to our members at the Water Quality Association. Definitely. So the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has been focusing on the small businesses impacted by coronavirus. And on their website, they've got lots of information for employers, employees, how to talk to your customers, definitely a lot of toolkits and resources that are being updated daily. So if you're looking for um, any of that all aggregated into one location, you can go on to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce slash coronavirus. All of the resources are also linked on WQA's webpage. When they hosted a conference call on March 17th, WQA participated on the call along with local and state chambers, other trade associations, and chamber business members. The focus was on small businesses, as I said before, and they had a guest speaker from the Small Business Administration attend as well. What would you say were some of the highlights that you learned? So we heard from 
the Chamber of Commerce on different legislative policies that they have been focusing on. And they highlighted specifically three areas where they've been working with the House, Senate, and the President's office. They were legislation canceling payments of all payroll taxes by employers for the months of March, April, and May. Legislation expanding and streamlining loan programs for small businesses and legislation enabling the creation of credit facilities to provide loans and loan guarantees for employee for employers with more than 500 employees. Their full letter that they provided to government leaders is available on their website, and they dive into all three of those policies. All right. And uh, we, uh, by the fact that we're linking to those resources, our members could go to our coronavirus page and find those links. Definitely. And one other unique aspect that the Chamber Foundation is focusing on is not only tracking how companies are being impacted, but they're also looking at how companies are making a difference domestically and globally through its disaster corporate aid tracker. So it's another resource uh, that they're using to uh, provide that story of what's going on with businesses during this time. So you can go on to the Disaster Corporate Aid Tracker, and if uh, your business is doing something for those affected by coronavirus, but you don't see yourself being tracked, you can fill out the form and be entered into that database. Did you get a sense of what seems to be the biggest concern out there among small businesses? So there's definitely a lot still going on with legislation. So the federal emergency funds allocated to fight coronavirus bill was signed by President Trump on March 6th. And what that did was expand the definition of a disaster to include coronavirus and specifically COVID-19. This is pretty unprecedented. It gave the Small Business Administration the authority to authorize small business disaster loans for economic injuries from COVID-19. Uh, Typically, those programs have been used for natural disasters like hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires. Um, There might be a region impacted, uh, but they're normally working with a couple states at a time. Uh, With with COVID-19, it's going to be a nationwide impact that the Small Business Administration is focusing on. Um, But providing that support for small businesses was a very hot topic on the calls, along with all of the questions that were being asked um, for eligibility. Did you talk before at all about paid sick leave? Is that a concern as well? Yeah, so that's another topic that is currently ongoing in proposed legislation um, with the Senate and the Chamber of Commerce. They're working on developing uh, criteria when they're looking at paid sick leave that would be the least impacted on businesses, um, really making sure that there isn't a long gap between paid sick leave and reimbursements to the businesses. All right, Kathleen, let's move on to the uh, the SBA, the Small Business Administration. What did you hear from them? Yep. So the Small Business Administration, as I said, they are in charge of lots of programs, but one in... uh, consideration for COVID-19 is their disaster loan program for small businesses. And it's focused on businesses that have endured economic injuries to these disasters. So one of them is now COVID-19. In order to apply for this loan, first your state governor needs to send the SBA a request to declare a state disaster. 
uh, it was made very clear on the call that all states are moving forward through this process and businesses can look at the status of their state on the SBA website. So you can go to sba.gov disasters and receive all of the information on how to apply for a loan, if your state has um, fully gone through the process of being declared a disaster. Um, and then you can also look at uh, preparing your application. So you can always print out the PDF of the loan before submitting it so that you can make sure that you have all the information you need. And you can also start the process if your state has not been declared a disaster yet by at least getting your login information so that uh, you will be notified personally when your state has been added to the list. And how are they determining uh, what the loan is for? Yep, it's a really good question. So the these the disaster loan is for economic injuries, which means a loss of revenue to come to cover normal business operations. It's also referred to as working capital. What the loans are not doing is replacing lost profits. So when you're looking at applying for the loans, a lot of the information being collected will um, be uh, be referring to that working capital. Okay. Very good. Anything else that they should know going in so that they uh, have a reasonable amount uh, or, uh, you know, a reasonable expectation? Yeah. So the SBA, they are working to find every way to stretch and expand this program. They have made sure that everyone should be applying online. Uh, it's much easier for them to get into contact with your business if they need additional information. And you can also then track your application online. So although you can download the PDF application, they ask that you not mail that in, but you go online. The other uh, new aspect of the loan program uh, due to COVID-19 is that uh, the loans will have a one-year deferral on disaster loan payments, uh, although the interest will begin accruing when the disbursement is made. Okay, so the one-year deferral would mean no first payment until one year. Exactly. Okay. All right. So the big important websites, again, going all the way back to your earlier comments, uschamber.com slash coronavirus. And we will link to that on our coronavirus resource page. And then there's uschamberfoundation.org and then the sba.gov or .gov. And there are obviously related links to all of those, but those are the main URLs or main domain names, and we will be linking to those on our coronavirus information and resources page at wqa.org. And Kathleen, this is a great summary. Anything else do you think we, uh, we need to add? No, I'll just say that, again, this is very fluid. So going on to WQA's coronavirus webpage, we'll continue to update it as all of these programs progress and if there's anything else added. All right. Kathleen, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm joined by Susan Keaton from WQA. And Susan, we're going to talk about many of the frequently asked questions pertaining to the cancellation of the WQA convention and exposition. And you've been on top of it from the start. So I wanted to bring you into the program and have you join us to give us uh, some of the highlights that people need to know. So thanks for joining us. 
Oh, thanks for having me. People have a lot of questions, so we hope we can answer some of them. Well, let's start with some of the basics here. And, uh, you know, some of the basics include things like uh, what are we doing uh, in terms of an alternative or is there any kind of an alternative plan? Well, sadly, we can't reschedule the convention itself, but we are going to be able to put on several virtual events. We're going to have um, dozens of hours of education programs um, so you'll be able to get the full benefit of some of this uh, great technical business-focused uh, education. You'll have the opportunity to earn continuing professional development credit if you're working on your recertification. We were supposed to have an annual meeting at the convention, so we're going to offer that virtually as well. Uh, we'll be electing officers and we'll be hearing about our great award winners and uh, some great updates from our president and new incoming president and other WQA leaders. All right. So then the question would be, how do I, you know, how do I take advantage of that? How do I sign up? Do I have to sign up? What's, what's involved in that? Well, the great thing about this is if you're already registered for convention, you're already registered for these um, extra uh, virtual events. So you don't have to do anything at all. Okay. And if I choose not to be involved in the virtual events, then do I get a refund from convention? Yes, we are going to have the opportunity for people to um, ask for uh, refunds. Um, unfortunately, our vendor who handles our registrations right now just has an incredible volume of refunds being processed right now. And so um, it's going to be a, a, a few days before we have a procedure for doing that. But we will give you a time frame during which you can request a refund. Um, and then if you do that, we will process it, of course. And if you don't, we you are registered for the virtual education event. All right. Now, I know some people canceled before WQA canceled the convention. And right. those who did had to pay a cancellation fee. What about those fees? Right. We are going to refund all those fees automatically. It'll be, again, it'll be, they'll be processed in the next few weeks. Right. And we didn't mention business boot camp. That was also supposed to take place in Orlando. And I assume that's also um, a refund. Yes, that is, that is also canceled and we will be refunding uh, fees automatically for that. All right. Uh, any of the other sessions that, uh, that need to be taken care of as well? Well, anything you signed up for as part as a ticketed item as part of the convention. So if you signed up for the um, technical workshops offered on Friday, uh, we are going to uh, refund that if you prefer. Um, the, the ones who signed up for the commercial industrial RO sizing workshop are going to receive an email with in details about their refund. And also we are scheduling an expanded version of this workshop later this year. You'll get information on that. If you signed up for the Introduction to Water Contaminants and Drinking Water Regulations MEP workshop, we are going to offer that online. Um, and for the WQRF Run, Walk, and Relay for Research, we're going to offer a virtual event. So you'll be able to uh, take part in your own 5K and post your results uh, online to share okay, with so everyone. You're not, you're, not, you're not running, uh, looking at your computer. You're, you're running on your treadmill or you're running outside. And then you're going to post your own time. I got it. Exactly. I got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Now, uh, let's get to some of the, the more nitty gritty travel and hotel. What about all of that? Right. If you did use the WQA link and reserved a room in the WQA block, uh, your reservations have been canceled automatically. Otherwise, 
you need to contact your hotel directly. You need to contact your airline or whatever uh, travel arrangements you had. Be sure that you understand the cancellation policies and uh, to avoid uh, penalties um, and that sort of thing. If you did go through WQA, you can look on our convention website. We have a housing page. We have information there on how to contact those hotels. Okay. I don't think we talked yet about exhibitors or sponsors. What's next for them? Uh, again, we appreciate your patience. We're uh, still determining our next steps, but someone will be in co- direct contact with our exhibitors and our sponsors soon uh, to let you know what's going on. Uh, meanwhile, we're very excited that we're also setting up uh, for our 2021 show, and uh, soon we'll get you information on how to select your booth space for that. All right. And um, now, committees and task forces, uh, in, in case you didn't mention it, is that part of the virtual education as well? Well, the committee and uh, committee meetings are not going to be part of the virtual event, but uh, what we're going to do is the uh, committees themselves are going to be meeting online, and we're going to record many of those and post them later for members to view. So that uh, also we'll have information on that pretty soon. But uh, the committee meetings are being scheduled now for early to mid-April. So for individual committees, then staff liaisons or perhaps the committee chair will be in touch with uh, uh, a a date for that uh, for that meeting. So stay tuned for that. Right. All right. Um, I think that about wraps it up again. This frequently asked questions page is at the WQA convention website. So it's at wqa.org slash convention slash FAQ. And what you just heard us talk about, it's all spelled out in a series of 16 different questions. So uh, we encourage you to go there, not just once, but as Susan mentioned, we'll have further updates as we get more information, right? That's correct. We hope to be updating it pretty much daily as as we get information in. So that's where you can go to find the most up-to-date information. And of course, if uh, you don't see an answer to a question that you have, please reach out to us at WQA at WQA.org. Susan, thank you very much, Susan. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.